Welcome back to the Bearcats and Golf Talk podcast presented by Taxi. Taxi offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxi show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit taxley.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News. And I'm J.T. Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News. All right, fellas, let's jump right into it and recap the Houston game. The Bearcats lose to Houston 69-75 in Houston. J.T., thoughts on the Bearcats' performance? Man, 33 minutes of the, probably the best basketball they played all season. And then those seven minutes burnt them at the end of the day. Um, honestly, I didn't think the Bearcats had a chance to play to hang with Houston on the road, honestly, how they did them at Fifth Third Arena. So I had low expectations, I'm not going to lie. But once they start playing, it was a game that the Bearcats let Houston off the hook, honestly, because they played very well, shot very well, and it just was a few plays here and there. And then once Jared um, Walker got going, it kind of ended up burning them. They lost the rebound battle, but you know how it was at Fifth Third Arena when they had 17 turnovers and turned into 26 points. That wasn't the case on the road, which was great and what you need to see. I think they only had nine turnovers, which I said they had to be in a 9 and 12 range to have a chance. They did that. Didn't win the rebound battle, um, but it was a couple of shots here and there that just went in and out. They ended up burning them. But I, I, overall, I love the effort. Um, just like Wes said, no moral victories, but you see the team turning. And it's, if they don't make the tournament, this would be something that uh, kind of – you'll look back and be like, man, this game is the one that kind of bit him in the backside. Yeah, so, Neil, what stuck out to you? Yeah, I think JT mentioned it. That first 33 minutes is what stood out to me. I mean, overall, like JT mentioned, that's the best basketball we probably have seen them play all season. But in that 33 minutes, I think really the biggest thing that stood out to me was holding a guy like Marcus Sasser to just nine points. And I mean, we all know what kind of player Marcus Sasser is. But if you can, anytime you can hold Marcus Sasser to nine points on three of eight shooting, I believe, three of nine, that's a phenomenal day. I mean, Marcus Sasser has lit us up in the past. I think the last three years, he has literally put up about 15 plus every game. So to see him only be held to nine, uh, that's something that really stood out to me. I know that was something Coach Miller really emphasized today when we spoke to him. But overall, the 33 minutes of the front, the front 33 minutes is what really stood out. I mean, they came out, they shot their best from behind the arc. I think they were five from five from deep to start. They took a 19 to six early lead. So they had the momentum, but Houston's just a very talented team. And the play of Jarace Walker is what's really stood out to me on the Houston aspect. But overall, the Bearcats just ran out of gas towards the end. Yeah, um, up seven at half playing well the majority of the game. I was disappointed that we couldn't finish the game. It would have been such a huge signature win for West. Um, but, but listen, I'm pleased with how well they competed against a good team in a good environment. Um, our big three combined for 53 points. Well, I love that. Um, I, I want to see Juice be a little more selfish at times. Uh, there were a couple times that he penetrated the lane. I thought he could have hit him with that floater or Euro stepped in for, you know, a, a layup, get foul, go to the free throw line. Instead, he kicked it out um, to a three-point shooter. But 
<clears throat> I'd like to see Juice get a little bit more selfish at times. Um, and you know what? I think I think in this game, if you guys noticed, West just kind of rolled with his experience. Some of the other guys just didn't get as many minutes. Um, and that's going to happen in games, I think, like that, physical games on the road. Um, good to see Fennessey back. Um, you know, I think he played, what, four minutes, something like that. I'm hoping he can kind of work his way back in, help a little bit in March, um, give some of these guards rest uh, when they need it um, going into March. Um, like you said, JT, the Bearcats got out-rebounded. I, I love, though, that we were under 10 turnovers, and we've got to keep building on that. You know, keep it under 10 turnovers. And um, I think there were a lot of positives. I think people can see – if you look at this Houston game, last Houston game, and take the Memphis game, and even the Arizona game, uh, this Bearcat team can compete. They can compete, and it's got a couple more things, you know, that they, <laughs> they need to do. Right, JT? Yeah, for sure, man. They're, like, right on the brink. So that's what's, what's crazy about this team. Like, you know, this team, you know, has its challenges per se, but it's just, like, a few little tinkers here and there or a few – you know, the light bulb hits for X, Y, Z, like it can happen. But you could see West, what West is implementing just for the program itself. It's just people have to be patient. And hopefully, you know, the, the, those wins will come. It's just that uh, the Big 12, you know, I'm not jumping the gun. The Big 12 is going to be another animal, but we just got to keep tackling this year and seeing, if you know, just keep improving. Yeah. And I, and I really love, and I, I'm, I think I'm just fortunate, and, and I think you guys, too, being in the media, um, you, you get a chance to listen to Wes quite a bit. Um, I get to talk to Wes. I get to go to practices. So, I mean, I know what Wes is putting together, um, this long-term plan. Um, it's going to pay off, man. It, it's going to be so fun to watch these Bearcats in a couple of years in the Big 12 and um, getting us back to that high level of basketball that I think Bearcat fans want and need. We just got to be patient in this rebuilding process of when I say rebuilding, it's, it's building back to, I think, the Bearcats dominance, um, not only in the league, but but in college basketball. And we're in a microwave society and, you know, Wes is putting it in the oven. And it's going to taste better coming out the oven. That's for sure. You're listening to the Bearcats Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Tonight, the Bearcats take on Tulsa at 7 p.m. And Fifth Third Arena. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Now let's jump into the Big O segment sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Now in this segment, we cover players to watch and key matchups. JT, who from the Bearcats needs to play well and why? Man, I'm going to go with Landers Nolly. He uh, three times in a row, AAC, play, not player of the week, but AAC weekly on a row, um, you know, almost led the Bearcats to a, you know, a, a shocking win against Houston. Um, after losing two in a row, I feel like he's got to be the guy that does what he's been doing the last couple games, but leads them to the victory. So I feel like, between 16 to 22 points, five to seven rebounds, three to five assists. He has to have one of those games where he makes the imprint on the game. 
and helps the Bearcats get back on the right side of the tracks. Now, JT, I was at the Moeller-Centerville game on Saturday, so I had to leave from watching the Bearcats game a little bit early. So I was watching on my on my CBS app on my phone. Yeah. And so I think I was – I'd walked into the Moeller game. I sat down. I'm watching that, that – the athletic director at Moeller came and sat with me, and he was watching <laughs> the Bearcat game because he had a little – I think he was betting on a game or something, but <laughs> and Landers goes down. And, yeah, um, I know we've got a text message thread that's going, and I was like, "Oh shit, please, yeah. no, yeah, I, man, man, I, I'm so glad he's okay." Same, same, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. So we know he's cool. So that, that was a good thing. But man, when he went down, I was like, "Man, that's." That might have been something they couldn't couldn't salvage the season if he would have been out. Like, no. Just being honest. No. So. Yeah, I definitely think that's one that they don't recover from. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad he's okay. Now, Neil, Pulsa is five and fourteen right now. <laughs> <laughs> we should laugh, JT. Don't nah, laugh. man, don't laugh, bro. Don't okay. laugh. Don't yeah, laugh. Hey, don't laugh. I literally just looked that part up. I was like, how good is? <laughs> yeah, they're five and fourteen, and you know what? They're they're a wounded dog, but you know what they say. A wounded dog is a dangerous dog. So who do we need to watch out for from the Hurricanes? Yeah, so as you mentioned, Tulsa is 5-14 and 14 on the season. They're just 1-8 within conference play, but they, they just picked up a big conference win. Their only conference win came against Tulane last week in overtime. So they got that that win. Now maybe they're starting to build a little bit of momentum, but they're they're a very young team. I think there's only one senior on the team. Everything else is – uh, juniors and uh, freshmen, sophomores and juniors. So they're a very young team. So they're going to have all their pieces potentially returning next year. We never know with the transfer portal, but they're led by uh, point guard Sam Griffith, who is averaging nearly 16 points a game. Uh, Sam was on the team last year, so we got to see him uh, quite a bit last year. I think he was their second leading scorer or third leading scorer less from a season ago. But overall, you got to keep an eye on him. We've seen him a He's able to really create for himself and get to the basket easily. But, however, they also have sophomore forward Bryant Selabangye, who is six foot eight, and he's averaging a double-double nearly every game. So, oh, oh, Neil, Neil, hold on. Hold on. Say that last name again. Selabangye. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I mispronounced it the first time. Well, the first time, you like, bang, bang. or something. <laughs> <laughs> This is the one that's giving me trouble all year now. Now you I mean, usually, the other ones. Yeah, you usually knock these out the park, but yeah, for sure. This one got you. This one got me. But yeah, so Bryant Selly Banke is averaging a nearly a double double. He's averaging nearly, I think it's close to 13 and like 9.8, 9.4 range, somewhere in between that range. But he's a six foot eight forward who loves to crash the board. So guy and they have to throw a body into it. This is where the Bearcats size will really come uh to their favor, obviously, with uh, guys like Vic, Odie. Then you throw in a guy like Kalu. Like, they have the size there to really uh, put some numbers on the board and really find a way to contain him. But if they let him just crash the board, it's going to be a different game. So those are the two guys you have to keep an eye on, and that's Sam Griffith and Bryant Selly Banke. <laughs> there you go. You recovered. Yeah. Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. So, Neil. Let's talk a little bit about offense and defense and what we're going to see from them. Yeah, so for their offense, I think realistically it's going to kind of their their guard play, their backcourt is going to be where most of their uh, 
offense runs out of. I mean, between Sam Griffith and uh, the kid with Pritchard, I believe it is, Pritchard's averaging like 4.5 assists a game. So he really spreads the ball really well. He's able to make you uh, pay if you if he can kick it out to a guy like Griffith or if he can get it inside to sell a Bengay. But overall, their offense is going to be run out of Sam Griffith and Bryant Celebanke. And it looks to be like those are going to be their two guys who get going early. So they're going to find a way to get, whether it's get inside and establish the paint early, try to get in foul trouble, uh, get the Bearcats in foul trouble per se. But if Sam Griffith gets going, um, I'm not really sure what else to expect outside of that because those are their only two players averaging double figures. So outside of those two, that's what it's going to be. Now the defensive end, like they're going to pressure you. They're going to bring the pressure. They're a man-to-man team from the two games I've watched. They're definitely a man-to-man team. They like to get up defensively, and it starts with Pritchard. Pritchard likes to get up in your grill defensively. Uh, he's a very, very good defender. He's the kind of guy, he kind of reminds me of David Julius on the defensive end. He's averaging nearly 2.3 steals a game. So if there's a guy averaging 2.3 steals, you know he's good defensively, and he likes to force turnovers. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. For friendly, expert tax advice whenever you need it, come to Donahue Accounting Services, a leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit online donahueaccountingservice.com. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by TaxLeague. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Now, this is where we cover the keys to the game. JT, what do the Bearcats need to do to win? Man, just uh, keep that momentum, low low turnovers, of course. You don't want to get his team any hope. You want to just uh, protect the ball, keep it under 10 turnovers, and then let's win the rebounding battle tonight. So uh, rebound the ball and take good shots, man, because you don't want to make this game closer than it needs to be um take whatever hope they have out of this because you know if you keep it close too long then the teams are having hope and what's you know no matter how the bearcats are it's still a uh a very good win if you beat them you know um in the aac so if you uh if you're cincinnati take the ball rebound and uh play smart man and don't give this team hope you got to go ahead and get back on the winning side of things before saturday now neil um last time last podcast um, when I asked about Houston, I didn't ask the question, what do the Bearcats need to do to win big versus Houston? Because I thought that was going to be a tough game. But we're back to that question. I think this is a game where the Bearcats can win big. What do they need to do? Have to win the battle on the glass. I think if you can continue to dominate the glass and limit your turnovers, you'll be in good hands. I mean, as we've seen by the record and from what we've watched, Tulsa is – Struggling this season, obviously they're in the first year of a brand new head coach with Eric Kunkel, but long story short, you have to limit the turnovers and you have to win the battle of the glass. And you limit the turnovers, you win the battle, you'll be all good. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hood at Beachmont Toyota. So looking at the Tulsa's uh, schedule so far, and looking at the results, they've lost nine of their last 10 games. And like you guys said, we should destroy them on the glass. 
And when we destroy them on the glass, that means us getting second chance points, right? So if we get those second chance opportunities off of offensive rebounding, um, I, I think we're going to blow this thing wide open. Uh, now, something that was surprising, you know, for a team that has a record like they do, they don't turn the ball over as much as I thought they would. Um, so with that being said, I think if we can turn them over 15 to 20 times this game, plus destroy them on the, on the glass, I'm going to quote JT Smith. It might get masterpiece. You ugly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Masterpiece. You <laughs> if, if we get them around 20, <laughs> JT got the hands back laughing. Had to bring that back, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if we if we kill them on the on the glass and, and, and get close to that twenty turnovers, um, we're talking about walk-ons getting in, getting multiple shots, um, people leaving early, uh, crowd going crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I think we'll see that um, in this game. Something else I would like to say, I, I kind of teased it a little bit earlier, but I want to see Juice go off. I want to see Juice go for thirty. I want to see him be a little bit more selfish um, because, you know, when we get to these games, you know, we've, we've had the, the Memphis, the Houston's, the big games, but when we, when we get to those big games, I, I still say in that, that hierarchy of, of Bearcat basketball, you know, he's the executive chef to me. Um, and, and listen, there'll be nights where Landers goes off. Right. And, and, and we welcome that. But I think, the majority of the time on a nightly basis, I would like to see Juice be the executive chef and him cook it as much as possible because he's the guy who's got the ball in his hands a lot, right? And when you get to those last possessions at the end of the game and he's got that confidence and he's got the ball in his hands, I feel comfortable. And team's going to have to double him. If they double him, guess what he's going to do? Kick the landers. Yeah. Yep. JT? For sure, for sure. Yeah, totally agree on that. So I'm, I'm hoping for him to be a little bit more selfish um, tonight. Go for those floaters, you know, do do, do what he does, man. And I, I think we'll, we'll be fine. It's going to help out for, for later in the season as well. The Kenyon segment, Keys to the Game, was sponsored by Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, SUVs. Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. This is where we cover hot topics. So tonight, fellas, as every Bearcat fan on Twitter was talking about, the schedule's out for football. Big 12 schedule is officially here. People are excited. People are talking. So I want to I kind of take a little bit of a different angle. Oh, I do want to talk about basketball and football. In your guys' opinion, and JT, we'll start with you. Entering the Big 12, what game are you most excited about next season for football and basketball? Uh, football, I'm going to go with Oklahoma coming to UC. So that's going to be pretty dope. And it's the first Big 12 game, even though they're going to be leaving in a couple years. I just think that's pretty dope. The first season the, Bear the Bearcats are in the Big 12, their first initial game is against a Blue Blood team like Oklahoma, even though they had a down year last year, but it's that's pretty dope to bring them in the in the Nippert. So I think that's gonna be pretty amazing. And it's gonna be early in the season, so that's gonna be pretty legit. And then in on basketball, even though the schedule isn't out, I think the first time 
uh, Bob Huggins comes back to to Nipper, even if West Virginia and then, then he got DJ on the staff. Fifth third. Um, fifth third, my bad, my bad. Fifth third. Um, the shoe, my bad. Um, unless he goes back to the shoe, that'd be pretty dope. Unless he like retired or something all season. But I think that's the, the first game. And if I wasn't picking like the Huggins game, it would be Kansas. Hmm. I think those are good picks. Neil. Yeah. Yeah. So for football, the game I'm most excited for this upcoming season. I have to go with JT's answer here in Oklahoma, just for many reasons. It's not not that talented. Like, you see a blue blood come in for your first home game in the Big 12. Like, it's not common to see that. So, to have that blue blood team come in there, the talent that Oklahoma has been able to bring in over the past, I think Nippert's going to be rocking uh, for the first game of conference play. Hopefully, it's a nip at night game, but no one knows the times yet, so... I'm really looking forward to seeing Dylan Gabriel back here at Nipper. I mean, the last time he was here was the game where he threw that uh, pick six to Sauce. And now the world got to meet Sauce the last time he was here. So I'll be very excited to see Dylan Gabriel come back. Obviously, he wrecked us when he was with uh, UCF. But overall, I'm very excited to see Oklahoma come back uh, for the first game to kick off the Big 12 football season. But if you go the basketball aspect, I like JT's answer with Bob Huggins in uh, West Virginia, just along with the same aspect of Dermar Johnson and just the the family ties that is at West Virginia right now with Coach Huggins, with John Demar, everything they've done for the program. But outside of that, like it would be, it's going to be very exciting to see a program like Kansas come as well. Like that's a close second, just because of the. The history behind Kansas. Obviously, Bill Self is uh, one of the best coaches in all of college basketball history, and his record and resume uh, says everything for himself. So I'm glad. I'll be very excited to see West Virginia and Kansas come back here uh, to the shoe next year. The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. Uh, I'll start with basketball. I'm going to agree with uh, JT and then kind of some of the things you alluded to, Neil, and that's West Virginia obviously because of the family ties and hugs is hugs. Um, you know, and I hope hugs can coach for a little while longer. Um, and we, we need him to come back here. And, you know, it's always great when hugs is back in town. You like you said, with Dermar um, being there as well. So I'm looking forward to that West Virginia game. However, there are tons of great games that are going to be on <laughs> at, at the, the third arena. But I think for that first year, I would have to say West Virginia. Obviously, everybody's excited about Kansas, Baylor knows. But West Virginia, at least first year, just because of the, the family ties. Um, football, I'm going to go with TCU. Um, excited to see TCU come in. We don't have TCU here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, TCU's not coming here. No, no. TCU's not coming. Yeah, well, we don't have them on the first first schedule. We don't have them. Well, let me, let me say this. That's just the game. Forget home game a game that I'm excited for the Bearcats to play. Um, let me take let me take that angle. I, I apologize for the mistake there, but um, just UC playing TCU, right? They play them, correct? Not, no, no, not, not this, this year. year. Not oh. this year. I didn't even look. I didn't look at the schedule. <laughs> yeah, the home games are. Give me, give me the home games. The home games are UCF, Oklahoma, Iowa State, uh, Baylor, Elite, Kansas, Baylor, and Kansas. On the road, they got BYU. BYU, sir. Oklahoma on the road, State, you got Pitt, West Virginia. Uh, in Houston, are the um, 
had a big on one. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I apologize. I, I messed that totally up. I guess when I looked at the, the graphic, when I looked at the graphic, I think I looked at the logos and I thought I saw that logo. So I apologize. Yeah. Let me say this. If they were playing TCU, I would be, I would have been. <laughs> so, with that being said, I'm going to go with what you guys said with, with Oklahoma. I think that's the obvious answer. But I can see this. The excitement behind joining the Big 12 is, uh, is awesome. And I want to ask you guys, um, and I'm not sure. I don't know that you were there, JT. Neil, you might have been there. But uh, the press conference today um, regarding TQL. Were, were yeah, we were there. Both yeah, you guys were there. Yeah, we both yeah, we were there. You guys want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. We can knock that out. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, Neil. Overall, I think it's a great sponsorship opportunity. Uh, the partnership, I think it's a great opportunity obviously tql is massive around the country and that's something we have been able to kind of do our research in and kind of find out but they have 56 offices around the around the country six of those offices are here in cincinnati along with the headquarters so that's just a massive local sponsorship partnership opportunity and to get an opportunity like that i mean now that i think uh the athletic director john cunningham said the Day one ready campaigns now roughly just north of $80 million. So of the $100 million goal. So it's a significant sponsorship. You wouldn't get into the the details or whatnot, but or so we don't know we don't know any of the details of what that actually means. Nope. Correct. Nope. Not yet, man. Only thing we really know is they'll have signage on the field. Okay. Um like they'll have two like logos, counter corner. I mean, like pretty much parallel. The parallel, yeah, parallel to the um to the Big Twelve, and then and then like, um, you know how they have the new uh like on field suites like on the yeah. on the end zone like that's gonna be all like TQL sponsored right there, and then um I guess that's that's the main thing, and those like from what we got from the day honestly, and then they haven't really gave the details, but I'm guessing. Didn't they say it was like a? I feel like it wasn't like a hundred million type of dollar type of thing that we saw, or no? Was that was that me just making the hundred, it up? The hundred million is how much the one day ready campaign was set. Okay, to so they haven't given us the number. They just, haven't given. They just said they were just about eighty million dollars yeah. worth in commitments as of yeah. today. Yeah, but I was, I thought I saw something that said like the deal was like at a hundred, like from TQL that you see was like a hundred million. But I I could be just making that. I will. I'll just. I, like I didn't say that then, um, <laughs> but because he wouldn't give us like the pure details, because yeah. like I think Justin Williams, the athletic, asked him a couple times, um, and they didn't they didn't get the details yet. So we'll see what that is. But it seems like it's got to be if for them to do an announcement, it's got to be a pretty big, yeah, big, yeah. big, big, um, you know, money move for everybody involved. So and especially with PQL being the holding all the naming rights to FC Cincinnati. So you got to think of that aspect too. They're now joining in. They have the soccer team naming rights. They're now partnering with the University of Cincinnati. So TQL is doing great things in terms of their partnership and sponsorship opportunities. You know, and one of the things that happens is when you get someone like a TQL to come aboard, it actually helps you get other companies. So, right. So you see another company might go, Man, TQL's aboard. I need to consider jumping aboard. Mm-hmm. This becomes a domino effect. Um, 
And you know, you know, shout out to TQL, um, the CEO Ken Oaks. Um, I know Ken a little bit, um, and he's done a fantastic job building that business. I mean, un- unbelievable. He used to work out at the same gym um, that I did, and uh, and Kerry Byrne. I believe Kerry was there for the press conference, right? Yeah, Kerry was yeah, there. Kerry's yeah. the president of TQL yeah. now. Former yes. UC baseball player. So Kerry, um, his nephew um, played in my basketball program. His nephew played basketball at McNick. So I know Kerry and his and his brother um, decently decently well. So shout out to them for what they're doing and you know kind of bringing that bringing that connection to UC. So um, it's impressive. I'm uh, yeah. definitely definitely excited about not only the TQL sponsorship or partnership, whatever they call it, but also what else that's going to bring you know, other companies um, getting involved. So, um, you know, great, great to see. The Twyman segment was sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. 93 Ways to Mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. To support, visit the website, 93waystomentor.com or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Now, fellas, this concludes another great podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Taxley, Donahue Accounting Services, Greg Hood, and Beachmont Toyota, and 93 Ways to Mentor. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Shortvine before and after all Bearcat football games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Quick reminder again, I will be at Mio's for a live podcast on February 22nd from 5 to 6 p.m. before the 7 p.m. Temple game. The Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. And I think we need to tell Bearcat fans that we have a special interview coming up as we talk about Taxley being our presenting sponsor, we have the two owners of Taxley, Russ and Anisha Bailey. We sat down with them in their Blue Ash office and talked to them a little bit about, you know, what made Russ in particular a Bearcat fan. Anisha became a Bearcat fan because she married a Bearcat fan and um, how they built their built their company. So that was fun to get a chance to go out there. And Neil, hopefully you were absorbing some of the knowledge that day. Yeah, most definitely was able to take in a lot of knowledge from Russ and his wife, Anisha. So we'd just like to thank uh, give them a shout out and a big thank you to being our presenting sponsor and for everything they're doing for us. We'd just like to give them a big shout out and thank you for that. And, and JT, it's funny. People will get to hear the, the interview here soon with uh, Russ and Anisha Taxley. But we talked a little bit about the 49ers and the Bengals and you know, hopefully they were going to be in the Super Bowl. We were all wrong. Yeah. We all were wrong. Everybody yeah. in the room was wrong. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a rough day. Rough Sunday. <laughs> rough day. Rough weekend. So, and, and I don't want to, you know, go too far into this, but yeah. um, it was just a, it was just such an odd, odd day of football with, you know, obviously the quarterback situation with the 49ers. I was looking, I was like, how many quarterbacks the 40? They could quarterback, you got to go like 30 quarterbacks. Um, yeah. <laughs> we don't, yeah, we, we, we'll leave it alone. And apparently Tom Brady is going to be your quarterback next year, but man, um, they better not. Like, it's no <laughs> purpose, man. Like 
That's like, come on, man. Like they just be, they just, like it's they're bored and they don't have anything to talk about. So, oh, Tom Brady would be there. Like, dude's forty six. Listen, he's, I mean, he's, they, I mean, he's the goat. I'll give you that. Like, I mean, some, I mean, he's everybody else's goat. I mean, even though he's won the Super Bowls, like he's not my goat. But at the same time, like, dude, it's over with for him. Like, he can't move. You need a dude that could at least not give up. Like, I mean, at least can move around in the pocket. So I'm like, dude, can't do that no more. He, JT, you I hit mean, it. You hit it on the head when you started. Here's the deal. Tom Brady moves the needle when it comes to talk. Sports talk. It's just for the clicks. People love, yes, exactly. Now, if you look on the West Coast, probably the most popular team to talk about is the 49ers on the West Coast. Right? You agree with that? Yeah. yeah. So you you combine one of the most popular franchises in the 49ers and Brady. You link them together and you get all the clicks. Man, but I can't I can't listen to sports talk for a minute until like NFL is over because that you know, keep bringing it up like once a day. Like, dog, it's bad. It's it's like gonna get to like Cowboys annoying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're gonna bring up cowboy stuff annoying. It's gonna get that bad. So I, I don't know. I'm after this, let's watch my judge shows while I'm working. Judge <laughs> show. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. With the, with the Bengals, um, obviously everyone's going crazy over the. The refereeing and, okay. and so forth and so on. You know, and I, and here's my thing. You know, that stuff happens. I still, I don't think the Bengals played well. Plain and simple. I just, I just don't think they played well. Still were in position to potentially win the game. Obviously, some questionable calls. Um, no question about that. I'm not even gonna gonna dispute that. But uh, they didn't play well. Yeah, for sure. They didn't play like their best game. I mean. The, the, the referees definitely was awesome, something. <laughs> but neither here nor there, they still had a chance to win. They just didn't take it. Like that was one of those games where, like, you like look back and it's like four or five plays. You're like, I, you had you had to make and you didn't make it. You know what I mean? And you're like, that's what beat us more so than the refs. Even though the refs did have a little helping hand, um, but at the end of the day, like they didn't make enough plays. Man, you can't you can't always trail a team like the like the Chiefs and expect to win. No. Um, they, that's what they've been doing. That's the recipe. It's the recipe for, for um, disaster, not success. Um, disaster. Even though they won the other games, they they all they always get they always spot them too many points. It wasn't a lot this time as much, but still on the road after a while, they're gonna bite you at, after a while. Yeah, if they capitalized on the fumble, even if it's just a field goal, it's a different game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had plenty. They had opportunities. Um, yeah, that, that just shows you. The potential, I think, of, of the Bengals, and I, obviously, I think they'll they'll be fine next year. Though, but hopefully, they'll be back in the same position they are, um, you know, playing for championships. But I mean, with the offensive line, kind of what it was, um, I, I mean, and still not playing well, still in position to to win that in yeah. the end. And I thought, remember, we we talked about this a while back. Um, I said, I'm not sure if you guys said. Uh, this as well, but I, I thought the Bengals would win that game on a field goal from McPherson. I, I, I think you said that. I think you said that. I did. I did. I really thought it was going to come down to that again, and boy, was I wrong. It was the <laughs> it was the opposite way around. Um, but you know, hey, great, great season. Um, franchise is headed in a great direction. But I think one thing with the Super Bowl too is uh, to be proud of. Um, we've got three Bearcats that will be playing in the Super Bowl, the Kelsey brothers and uh, Brian Cook. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. 
Yeah, very exciting. And the Kelsey brothers become the first family duo to play against each other in the Super Bowl. So that's going to be very exciting. That's that's amazing. And it was there was criticism of Travis Kelsey um, after the game from from Bearcat fans in terms of, um, you know, I guess his I guess his, maybe his post game reaction and comments. Yeah, yeah, the post game people weren't feeling it. You know what? It, listen, we won a tough <laughs> game. There was a lot of emotion. They had lost to the Bengals over and over, and that's what happened. But he's a Bearcat through and through. Yeah, for sure. Not yeah. definitely a Bearcat. Yeah, people are letting it. You ain't canceling Kelsey, bro. You ain't. No, nah, you can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> Plus, the city of Cincinnati gave them too much bulletin board material. Oh, too yeah, much. Too, yeah, too much. Way too much. Way Man. too much. Way too. We don't much. have to get into it, but it was too much bulletin no, board material. Way too much. They started from the jump too. It was like, I think, <laughs> what the first after they when they were beating uh, the Bills, they were giving them stuff right at the, right at the end. No, it was the whole. I'm saying whole, Hilton, Burrowhead, Burrowhead, Hilton game. Hilton Burrowhead. did that, and then the mayor said. But it was it was Burrowhead, dude. It was Burrow. The Burrowhead was it, but like then the overall, thing, you make the video of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What but, the mayor made the video but, of that just gave him enough right there. To, I, I knew it was gonna be interesting when, before the mayor even did it, the lat the first Chris Jones interview that got publicized, he was he kept saying, "See y'all at Burrowhead." Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" And like, and you see what he did. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He was acting. I mean, but that goes to show you, though. That goes to show you that. When you go into a big game and you're an athlete and you make comments or people that surround a um, a franchise or whatever, and you make comments, these these opponents hear it. They use oh, it sure. as fuel for their fire because every Chiefs player that got interviewed brought it up. Yep. And Patrick Mahomes even made mention of what the mayor said. Yeah. Every one of them used it as fuel for the in the fire. So yeah, you know, but hey. You, you know, you live and learn. Next year, I guarantee you, they won't be doing that. <laughs> uh, the mayor better not release the video. Nah. <laughs> not until really after. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna have, to, gonna have to chill out on that. Or just yeah, until you win the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. talk to after you win yep. the Super Bowl, right? Smoke your cigars after you, you win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You got, you got a little, they got, everybody got a little too cocky. Like, they, it's much, it's good that they've been doing great, but you still haven't won. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? That the the main game. So you gotta yeah. gotta gotta kinda chill a little bit. You know what I mean? Like even my team, like they they've been on the radar, but in general, they couldn't really talk. They could talk a little bit, but they gotta chill some because they still they ain't Jerry Rice, they ain't won Super Bowl, so they gotta sit sit their ass down if people come into certain stuff. And I think the Bengals as a whole was feeling themselves a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well. Hopefully they'll be back next year and, and learn a little bit from that. Now, we'll be back with another new episode before the February 4th UCF game. Uh, will you guys be there? I will. The, with the I'm sorry for tonight's game. Oh yeah, 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 I'll be there. We'll both be there. You'll both be there? Yeah, yeah, the boys I think yeah, I'm bringing the, yeah, the boys. Eighth grade, eighth grade team going. Yeah, I'm bringing my youngest, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I have yeah. a special guest that I'm actually I've several special guests that I'm bringing to the game. So do you guys remember, um, I forget what month it was, a couple of months ago. Is this the uh, one of your raffle? 
Well, there's a little boy, the little boy that hit the three. They hit the three. The, yes. kid, the kid from the fifth grader from St. Jude's that hit that shot over behind his head or between yeah. the big that made Sports Center number one. Um, yeah. I'll be taking him, um, his mother and father, uh, to the game. Uh, we'll, yeah. sit, we'll be sitting behind the uh, bench. So the kid, well, it turns out that they're like huge Bearcat fans. And so they're super, super excited to uh, to be there. And also I've got a, uh, I've got a family coming too, um, Andrew and Paul Mahler, who uh, won a raffle for the Fatherhood Project, one of the best um, Talbert House is a fantastic organization. Our city does a lot for the people of our community and the Fatherhood Project. They won um, two tickets to the game. So I'll have uh, Andrew Paul and Nathan Brown um, and his family at the game. So excited to uh, have them and hopefully Bearcats win in a blowout. Yeah, hopefully. 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 Yep, we will see. And we want to thank all the Bearcat fans out there for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Go Bearcats!